What's up, everyone? It is Drew from the Warrior Workout Network. Hey, today we're joined by our good friend, Laser Lloyd, always bringing some good insight and just incredible wisdom from all around the world. In this episode, you may hear some children in the background. You're going to hear the craziness of my house, of my everyday life. (laughs) Nah, um... There's a few times where I was like, I need to mute this because if it's picking up any of the crazy screaming in the background, any of that, then it could you know, hurt the episode. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to share this experience because we usually don't shoot during the day. We don't usually record during the day. So, um, you know, it was a time where my kids are running crazy and, uh, you know, my brother-in-law's getting ready to move to Washington State, so it's just nuts. And uh, I was like, no, let it ride. Don't hit that mute button. Let them hear everything. The laughter, the, 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 the I've got an eight-year-old, a, a five-year-old, a three-year-old. And just listen to the chaos of what it is to be a parent in this pandemic time you know on a sunday i you know we usually don't record during the days like i said because nighttime the kids are sleeping um you know the the wife's got them if they need anything so i can just be up here and it's quiet but if we're going to shoot during the day and record during the day i'm going to share my life with you at that point so when we talk about this world knowledge we're talking about our friend laser lloyd started out as a musician here from the states um would eventually find himself living in israel And now he's a musician, and he helps other people through the healing power of music. Watch his lives on Sunday. They're so inspirational, and you see everyone's comments on how he has touched their lives. Awesome, dude. So here we go. Laser Lloyd, everyone. Big shout out to Joe. I know we're a bunch of pirates here, um, but, you know, I ran into him at uh, Angela's, uh, the restaurant, local restaurant here that I go to to work on my notes and stuff. And and dude, he just, you know, he sees me in the, he's in the back of the room. He sees me, he gets up and he's this monster of a man. You know what I mean? He's like six, he's just this big dude. And he just walk, walks through all the people, you know, and he just like picks me up like I'm a five-year-old and hugs me. And he's like, hey man. And I was just like, hey Joe. <laughs> I mean, he just picked up a 250-pound guy like I was a rag doll. It was just like, hi. And I was just like, you know, you can't fight it. Hey, guys. Like, like, hey, <laughs> Laser, up, what's bro? up, man? <laughs> I'm sorry I'm late, buddy. No, no, you're good. You are I just good, finished my, my, my live Sunday show. Hey, bros. How you doing? Everybody's got their lights burning. Everybody's got their candles flowing. Cheers. 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 Dude, I was like... I, 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 this whole week I was like, wait, he does his lives on Sunday. Did we just cut into his live time? Oh. <laughs> no, I, I started a little bit earlier. I got those dishes finished just in time. Got all those teenagers where they need to be. And now I'm free to be with everybody. Awesome. <laughs> I got my, I got my concert done just at six o'clock. Awesome. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. We've been looking forward to this episode. Uh, we just love the energy that you bring just to our show and to everybody that you deal with. And obviously, if if everybody's listening to this, if you if you follow Laser Lloyd on his Facebook or his social media, he does he does these live shows, you know, and, and he just sits down with everybody and he just plays music and he just 
tries to bring everybody together through music and it's beautiful. And you don't see that a lot with people who in your profession, you play music all the time and you're around people all the time. You think you'd want a little bit of decompression time, but you, you're just still, you're always giving and it's, it's so refreshing, man. It's, it's good to see someone genuine about what they do. Well, we know, we know, thank you for the kind words, but the truth is, uh, you know, it's like, uh, you really feel the the beauty of the world and people give you, you, you just open yourself up and I'm just giving what I'm receiving. And there's just so many beautiful people. I'm blessed that for whatever reason, you know, if you, I guess if you just try to go into your heart center and just what comes out of the heart goes into the heart and it forces other people's hearts back to you. And I just feel blessed because I feel like I'm not giving. I just feel like I'm kind of receiving and, uh, but I also make plenty of time to, you know, I keep busy, but I, you know, I keep my, uh, my own oasis of uh, getting my private time in. <laughs> you got to, you got to do that or, you know. You have this incredible gift of giving through knowledge and you do it on these Sunday concerts that you like, I see people like all like in the comment section, they're like, I love you from here because dude, you've touched me in this way in my heart. And you're just like, yeah, dude, I love you guys. You're, you're amazing. And I, I it's, you're giving the love you receive. It's amazing, dude. It's, it's inspiring <laughs> to see. I, I, I hope to be that someday. Well, you guys are doing your thing. Really amazing. What you guys are doing. You're dealing with a, a very lofty goal, a very hard, hard, uh, you know, topic and thing. And, but everyone, you know, everyone from what they know how to do and just, uh, I just go with the flow and, uh, you know, listen, it's been a lot of years, plenty of mistakes, <laughs> humble enough to learn from those mistakes, humble enough to realize you don't know. And there was a few years of danger where I thought maybe I knew something and <laughs> that could be dangerous. And then, you know, yeah. The wisdom that comes with time. Yes. Yeah. If anyone was on the road for 35 years, going from town to town and uh, had the experience I had that you, there would be much higher than me. You know what I'm saying? It's, you can't go around the world for 35 years and learn from people and see different things. And uh, I think just one small American town is enough to light your fire. If you go and actually go and see all parts of town, from the grocery store to the dishwasher to the banker to the lawyer to the to the mayor and everyone in between, you you can get you can get it, you know. You find that uh, these towns are like the same, but uh, like have their own unique uh, footprints as to like like does that mayor have a typical character to him that that, that typical like oh yeah you're definitely a mayor. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't think uh, every mayor is, is uh, you know, that would like trying to make every policeman the same or every preacher the same. Mm-hmm. I'd say every place has its unique, you can find every, every region has a kind of generalized personality. You can get some feel, a beauty of that. You can feel the beauty that's in that unique place. You know what I'm saying? Have you I gave an any- example of... Uh, on my live feed today, a, a story that someone had told me from Eastern Tennessee, uh, a beautiful story and uh, about a, and then they themselves say, you know, I love, I love this place so much. It's so beautiful. 
She says, so many great people, but there's so many back ass close-minded people that I grew up with. I just love how she was able to, she's in the same sentence, she's able to see the good and what needs to be fixed. You know what I'm saying? Rook, how do you connect with that? Uh, well, I, I live in Southeast Tennessee and I can connect with that. Uh, <laughs> I can connect with that. Um, I think that, and this is part of the mission that you're doing here too, Laser. Is uh, you know when I was when I was coaching rugby and, and, and really doing that, I always said you know a good leader uh, is not somebody who can make everyone who thinks exactly like them follow him uh, or his advice it, or or her advice. It's it's reaching out to the people who think differently than you and being able to reach them as well and um, having everybody kind of come together through that. So. Um, as backwards as, as people can be, um, I think like what you said, you know, I, I can't, with all the experiences in my life, um, going to all the places I've gone, um, you know, I, I think that it, it, is, it is reaching those people who are closed-minded and at least leaving a seed for that, for that free thought to kind of grow, um, you know, and, and, and it's not like you got to do anything profound or anything like that, but just, but being a good person and them seeing that in spite of them being closed minded or whatever, you're still a good person. And then 10 years from now, they sit back and go, you know, that, <laughs> that guy really just was a good dude and had nothing but good things to say. And what's his secret? Because usually people who are closed minded or who are negative are in a, are in some type of private misery we're all fighting our own battles. Right. And, um, usually people who are angry or miserable are miserable inside. And, um, that's why I can relate to, you know, laser, what he's doing through his music, because music is a, is a universal language. Um, you know, I was at a private get together, small get together. I obviously, I know we're going through this COVID thing, but when they st there was a bunch of musicians there and they just started playing live music and all these people, there's people from Venezuela there. There was, I mean, it, all the people, all different types of people and everybody just through that music was started enjoying each other's company. We started talking about each other's cultures, what kind of music you got down there. You know, I mean, just, you know, what, what's Venezuela like? We just started talking and it's a universal language. And I think that if we just open our hearts up a little bit, and let go of that misery and that negativity and things like that. We really find that we're, we are all one. We're all going through the same stuff and we have a lot more in common than, than thought, I think. Oh yeah. And you know, a lot of those people uh, that sometimes, you know, I, you know, they, they are also holding pieces of the puzzle mm. that their closed mindedness causes them to, hold on to something that maybe people I always tell people it's not a whether to be progressive or to be conservative it's when to know when to be progressive when to yes. be conservative so many of those people they're holding something even if they're not doing it for the right reasons sometimes they're holding something that the rest of the world loses <laughs> and they're actually the one when you have to go back they're holding some of the pieces but they're not holding all the pieces to the puzzle and so we in our humility when we sometimes we only see well maybe what those people they're closed-minded we're not realizing our own closed-mindedness 
and we're not seeing what actually they they do are holding on to and that we also have to see it's like it's all, all with our family members we have so many siblings that we love and parents and children and grandparents and uncles i think we all could probably come up with things we we think are probably pretty wacko about each of them while at the same time we see the beauty of them but because we consider them family we try to focus on what we love about them and that's what we have to actually do with the whole world is realize that it is family and don't just focus on the wackiness of it without seeing the beauty that's there you know is that part of the journey that you know i i was watching one of your one of your live feeds uh laser and you were talking about truth and i i had to write it down after after i watched your i had to write it down because it just really it really hit like a sledgehammer right to my chest when you were talking about it and you said the truth that was the outdoors one wasn't it no my gosh yeah when when the sun was rising over the mountains i think in tel aviv and you were just talking and you said um you know the truth never comes easy what is going to happen when i really decide to search for the truth and we're and, and that is a you know when you put it like that it's almost it makes you realize it's kind of a scary journey right when you finally just when you finally go to reach out and, and try to find truth and the good in people and what life is about and where who we are and what we're here for um and and it it, it almost can give you a little bit of nerves like you're about to set out on, on this on this journey that you know we all, we all try to get through our repetition of the day. Like, you know, we have our thing that we do. This is what I'm doing today. But life in general is such a bigger picture. Um, is that is that what uh, you're trying to relate to that? I mean, is, is that part of what you're talking about with that truth is, is finding the good in everyone? Yeah, I think what you're explaining about going into that uncomfort zone, for me, that nervousness of exposing myself to the reality that, listen, we're all trying to speak about truth is really that can be traded with infinite. So we're, we're, when we're talking about trying to grasp infinite, the problem is we're trying to um, um, stop time and evolution of truth sometimes in our perspectives when the truth is really growing and expanding in its like existence and i always say that science with religion there's things that science has to learn from religion things that religion has to learn from science science is never embarrassed to say well this is my hypothesis now and in 10 years they're not afraid to say well i have to reanalyze it and I, this is the truth of today based on it'd be like you know religion has to be open and say wow if we look at our history how wrong we are were about our views on women i mean maybe we have a whole bunch of other stuff that's also that we know today no preacher would say that in the, in the church or a temple or a mosque but wow we used to so we have to know what is and, and to go into that place of knowing that we don't know, we're trying, the truth, if you're, I always tell people, let's just be sincerely searching. That's as close as you can get to the truth. Check out other things. And then maybe you're going to come back to that really is who you are. 
But when it's but do it from a healthy place of you're getting it from a different perspective. That's all I'm trying to get people. I'm not telling them what the truth is. I'm saying just open yourself up to make it so that just feel that maybe all of our truths are connected. You know what I'm saying? Well, you were talking about. Oh, uh, sorry, Drew. Uh, you were you were talking uh, once again in that video. Um, you know, with with the sun rising. You know, in Tel Aviv, and and you were talking about truth seekers and this goes exactly to what you're just talking about again is you said truth seekers would separate themselves from society to be quiet and to and try to obtain higher consciousness um to like you said get away from the labels to get away from everything they to truly find what they're you know to be a truth seeker to find that that search to begin the search of what truth is that that universal everlasting infinity truth that is always there. It's, it's no matter how many times you try to, you know, look at it in different, it's, it's just the truth. Um, and here we and are. You can, put, you can never put it in the jar. It's an, I tell everybody, my truth is not your truth because each seed that we put into the ground has to totally, can only grow after it's totally nullified. And yet people understand when I give up, when I'm surrounded, Surrendering when I surrender, when that seed surrenders into the ground, its own flower is a beautiful, distinct flower. So that experience of the truth that we, I always tell people, in your own silence, in your own just feeling the being, whether you're doing it in prayer, meditation, or just a walk through the woods, is a deep experience that one can't really, in words, give over to someone else. Because each one has to do it themselves. It's so deep when it's real that it's not something you can give over. All the scriptures are only pointing us. All the humble teachers are saying, I, I, I can't teach you. I can't give you a method. I can just help you, point you down the road. But you're going to have to implement. And it's in you. So, so it's just as, as we keep going in ourselves and looking for it and experiencing it, feeling it, not trying to define it so much. And then coming to the reality that we have to know we need green lights and yield signs if we're going to make a society. And, yeah. and we, you know, we had these people have to do the hard job to, to then to do, you know, how to make a society with that high universal truth. And then how do we bring it down into the details of selling your house, buying a car? That's, you know, <laughs> yeah. those are the, those are the complicated things of uh, that there you have to be a little bit more. My truth can't be your truth. If, if I see driving with, with a half a, you know, jug of whiskey is a good thing. And you say it's <laughs> a good thing. I, that, that can be kind of complicated. There is a weird understanding, though, that like there, there's a fine line where like your truth is right and my truth is right, and they're in their own ways. There's no, and I think people rely on absolution too much, and then they they sometimes where they rely on what like absolution, like absolute, yes, absolutions, like, yes, and it's like where was I going outside of that? It was uh, oh, it kind of it seems like people kind of blur the lines at some point of like what was someone's opinion. And what is fact? And um, sometimes I think we get emotional by implementing people's opinions rather than what's actual fact. 
and it, it, it really stunts our growth. I, I think it's really important to it. What we're talking about reminds me of the very limited knowledge of what I know about Amish Rumspringham, where they go out, Rumspringa, Springham, I don't know, where they go out and they get to enjoy the secular world for a bit. Right, right. And then I think what they do when they're 18, right? Yeah, and maybe, maybe, like I said, I'm ignorant to that incredibly, and I and I know that, but um, but it, it, I, I think that's an essential tool for life, which is like, okay, here's your reality, but understand, there's more out there. There's a lot more. Um, like, I really love that custom, but from my only thing I don't like about it mm-hmm. is they make the kids choose. Either you're yeah. gonna be all in with us. Or you, were, or, or you can't come in at all. And I wish what they would do, they would more not make the kids that they have to choose. Am I going to be, am I going to totally reject all of the modern world? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or am I going to totally accept it? Because it's and the truth is never in one place. So that's a kind of, it's a beautiful thing that they, they let the kids kind of go and explore and taste it. I always say the truth is somewhere between repression and obsession. Mm. I always tell people when we're speaking about sexuality, I always tell people that societies that are overly repressed have big problems and societies that are overly obsessed have big problems. So I tell them, take your sexual urge and let it float between repression and obsession and you'll find some healthy, some healthy, some healthy thing there. Well, you have to die. Well, that would force you really to dive in on your own upbringing and, and break down what's taboo and what do you really like? What are you ashamed of liking? Or like, because there are, uh, like, if you, if you were brought up in that heavily, you know, conservative upbringing, then there, there are a lot of restrictions sexually, um, which. And they have a lot of from that, from that. Listen, I, I spoke to a preacher. I think I, we talk, talked about this a little bit last time. I said, why is so much of this opioid crisis, so much addiction and suicide, the rates are so high in white rural America where you have the most churches? I asked him, I said, why is the rate of addiction so high in those places? And mentally, he says, Laser, I'm telling you, a lot of it ha- comes from guilt of the improper way of the God connection where people were feeling, went from repression, then they went from obsession and that guilt wears on them inside. Mm. And so we have to, we have to give our kids, we have to, you know, there's a way to raise kids with letting them find themselves at the same time. I don't want my son to put his hand on the fire, you know, (laughs) but he has to get him get close to the fire. So he understands, but so it's a very delicate subject. So I always tell people not just with sex, with food, it can be work ethics. It can be uh, exercise. It can be anything. Put yourself between repression and obsession. Also, people with diets, when you have these diets where they told you try to do too fast, a quick fix, there's always this, a lot of those people that go, wow, way off, it's too repressed, and then they break. They become obsessed. 
you know, so, but, but again, these are multivitamins we're talking about. Each person's situation is, you know, a little bit different. I'm not telling you that you have to take a person from the Amish and send them to 42nd Street in New York City. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but everything you're saying is interconnected. I mean, it's it's when to be conservative and when to be more open-minded. It's it's operating between frequencies. It's what it is. It's forcing yourself to operate between both on every level, whether it's, like you said, food, sex, religion, politics. Exactly. How do I exactly. feel about it? Well, life, life the is... the purple of life. That's why purple is a frequency. Mm. And, and life is, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. Life, life is poetry. And, and, you know, someone can read a, a poem and to them, it sounds completely different in their head than what someone else is, is reading. You know, I mean, if you have music to, to poetry, you have the rhythm of, of how that's supposed to feel. But if you're just reading it and you're just, you're just applying that to who you are, certain words are going to stick out. There's going to be certain emphasis on certain sentences. So we're talking about that. We're talking about finding your own balance. I don't want to be a cookie cutter of the guy next to me. If we're all cookie cutter, then this whole world is just black and white. We've taken all the color and all the beauty of this world out. And it's the people who find balance, who 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 seek the truth, who are trying to find who they are in this world and in, 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 in the universe and their mission and all these things and being truthful to who they are you know their their own poetry that they're writing is is going to sound you know different to them than it does to the guy next to them but that's all part of it right it's it's we're all creating something here i i always say that the divine source has made a beautiful orchestra mm. of oceans and planets and people of different colors and animals it's so vast it's like a huge orchestra on the state on the state on the stage and sometimes religion and nationalism tries to make everyone either all violin plays players or all tuba players and it, that's why it doesn't sound good it's very loud and it's mm -hmm. very monotonal and you could think yeah violin players are the best but if someone hears the orchestra a real orchestra and then you hear you know, 45 violins, you're like, uh, so, you know, we have to do what the divine wants. The divine made a multiplicity of creation. He made each mind, like you said, because of its, whatever its DNA, it relates to a poem. It sees different things that no one else sees. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, so, you know, so that, that so, so, so that we have to just leave that space there. And like we said, we have to respect people who want a, a certain... I always tell people, we have a lot of people, and I live in an apartment building. I say, listen, I tell the kids, there's things we can do in our house in our own individual ways. And there's people who are appointed to run the building that only ask for a few laws that everyone in the building has to follow. They said those, they, they complain sometimes, you know, if they can't make music on the porch after 11 <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> they can't play basketball in the parking lot after eight o'clock because, you know, the guys who live near the courts, it's loud. I said, listen, in your own house, you can do your thing. But this, you know, 
in the village individualism has to go with understanding okay there's a we have to know how to we're in a building together so that you have to know how to know to respect your own individuality and then no let let kentucky be kentucky let seattle be seattle i would not want it's so beautiful traveling around america but i wouldn't want every place to be like seattle and yeah. I wouldn't want every place to be Kentucky. That's why I don't understand why in America, why it's so heated up. It's such a big country. We have to make it so we don't try to force Kentucky to be Seattle. We don't want to force Seattle to have to be Kentucky. Uh, so it's just, you know. I don't need to stop. I was, did you have more? I'm no, with I, you. Go ahead, Drew. I was going to say, um, with well, with that point, because earlier you said that everywhere kind of has their own vibe and like, have you found that there's spots that like, just like have like a more like, because everybody knows of Southern hospitality and whatnot. Um, but like, there are warm places in the North that, that are very inviting. Like the city of Chicago is surprisingly. Oh, yeah. That's the most inviting and fantastic city I've probably been to uh, as a visitor. Um, yeah, so Chicago. Kind of, it does have a great, does have a great like Midwest, you know, Southern feel as a city. It's no doubt yeah. about it. But you know, you can get into some scary neighborhoods, oh, sure and you can not. get into you can get into those uppity neighborhoods. But as a whole, we're generalizing. But as a whole, yeah, it is a beautiful thing about Chicago. I love playing some of those places that are just on the fringe of the city, where it's like, wow, am I in like? So am I in the backwoods of Texas here or is this, Chicago, <laughs> is this a city, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Each place does have its beautiful thing. Listen, you know, who would think I didn't, I didn't know growing up that, you know, this place is a Michigan. It's like, wow, is this Santa Cruz or is this Michigan? <laughs> it's like, you got these, hip, some reason you got these hippie centers in Grand Rapids and Ann Arbor that you, that have this really cool hippie vibe going on in Michigan. Yep. Yep. And, and then you can cross over to the, to the next town and it, but then the next town can be completely different but it's that special thing you find in each place that uh makes it unique and makes it good so i always tell people don't make trying to make everyone believe or think like you you know of course and do you think traveling is going to be insane after everything is like and like everyone's able to move again do you think everyone's like i'm gonna be a traveler i'm gonna see the world <laughs> now everything and now it's just cairo sucks because nobody wants to see the pyramids because all these people left their burger king wrappers there <laughs> oh really i didn't hear that story what was that what happened I'm, there? I'm just going off the cuff man that's not real oh okay <laughs> <laughs> you know i i you know i the the beautiful thing of this last year is even those people who thought they knew a little something now know that, whether it's doctors, <laughs> politicians, <laughs> preachers, we all understand we're hum we're 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 getting the blessing of complete humility. I really I can't I given up thinking I really can predict anything. I really <laughs> I have no idea. I, I really think that I've come across so many people who are getting the blessing of going through the immense challenge of thinking that they, their happiness was based on a very active lifestyle of doing and seeing and experiencing a lot of things outside of themselves in their house and have now found the beauty to realize that they can 
they are forced to find, wow, maybe there's nothing lacking here and there's so much to be found right where I am that maybe that's what's happening now in the world with this whole experience. I've met a lot of people like that that have told me that Laser, I never thought I could ever stay with my wife and my daughter in my, my house. For- <laughs> my marriage has improved because of like immensely, like to whole new levels because of this, because of the pandemic. Like, yeah. like it's taken on a whole new life and it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. For a lot of people, it's a breaking point. And a lot of yeah. people, it was a growing point and it's made, it's, you know, so... So I can't tell. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be afraid to travel, no doubt, after this, because they're going to be afraid of until they really, what's all the mutation? And then there's going to be, for sure, a lot of people that are like, let me out. Life is going fast. I got to see the whole world. Yeah, I'm that that person right there. I'm I'm rattling the cages right now. Like, let's go. I wake up in the morning and I don't make, I don't plan it at night. I wake up and I say, let me try to be first connect to what is the heart center. And then let me be led, not where my ego wants to take me, Mm. but where the flow needs me. Let me let that be where I have to be. You know what I'm saying? So I try to make that the guide. I don't try to make it like, wow, I'm going to have to do all of this or, wow, today I'm just going to sit home with my guitars. Great, because I know as soon as I plan that, every kid's going to have a problem. Every grandkid, every neighbor's going to need me. <laughs> so you can't you can't make it too much. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, I, 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 I never uh, I just want to leave it that I kind of. Humble enough to make a plan with a lot of windows. It's like finding yourself in the frequency, which, by the way, I'm going to, that's what I want to name this episode, if that's okay. I like that. Finding yourself in the frequency. I love that. The frequency is always even the most consistent frequency we always see. Like we have this auto-tune thing from the studio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So C is never like this. It's never a straight line. The note Yeah. it's always like this. Yep. But, and I tell, that's why I always tell people, you, no one knows anything written in the Bible. And they tell me, what laser? I, I, I can tell you. I said, yeah, I'm going to give you seven translations of the Bible. And they're going to have different translations. And then I'm going to bring you seven preachers who are going to give seven interpretations of each word. So, again, like you're saying, it's in between those frequencies. Learn the learn that the C, the note C can be from here to here and those are all C it's like when we have this special thing in in jazz and really blues the more simpler the music is the harder it is to play Mm. so when you're when I studied the blues and and, uh, I was with this I think I told you this bass player from Louis Armstrong was one of my teachers Milt Hinton in jazz school and he used to we would speak about the one you know you have one two he said laser you gotta know on which songs what part of the one to hit on i said what do you mean one is one he says no laser there's the there's there's the there's the beginning of the one and there's the end of the one 
And he says, when musicians click, it's like, I play with some drummers who they're really learned, where they learned like at one of those fancy schools. It's not as easy to play with them, like my own personal homemade unique music, as opposed to those guys who just learned in their garage for years and they don't know anything, but they feel it because they're feeling my one. It's like, I can't explain to the guy, his one where he hits me, it's not wrong. It's just that this other guy, he's he's exactly where my one is. And the one, it has a variant. It's like we say being before the beat or after the beat. And it's not something it's really can explain. It's something that's felt, you know what I'm saying? It's between the frequencies. <laughs> right, it is. Oh, man. It, it is. It's, it's, the, it's the jam session. It's those people that you <laughs> yes. just go in dude, and just be like, all right, you start off and I'll pick up, man. And it's just... I I usually don't even miss being playing music, but like that's really what it is. It's just it's, that's the best uh, to me. That's the best feeling. In that's music. it. It's the world is the ultimate jam session, you know. And you just got to be good at improvising. You got to know a little bit of the theory. You got to do a lot of listening. Got to go with the flow. <laughs> well, yeah, and you and you know, there's a there's a you know, there's, there's a similarity here between people and music, I find. I, I was actually watching an interview uh, with Roy Clark, and he's, you know, a big-time musician, guitarist, if you guys know who he is. But yeah. he said, the more music I play, the more music I find. And um, that just really resonated with me because it, it, it's the same thing with people. It, it's, I find more of myself the more I talk to other people, the more I listen to other things. And like you were saying, you know, you sometimes you just have to listen. You have to listen. And, and, and when you listen, you'll find more. It's the same thing in music. It's the same thing in, in talking with people. You will learn more about yourself. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, we talk about the closed-minded people. You know, we, learn a, we can learn a lesson in life, like you said, and we, and we just hold on to that because it seems like no one else is, learning that lesson and we're like this is important and everyone needs to know this and we start we start closing our mind and and you said there's a balance there yes we need to understand what they're holding on to and why it's so important to them and they need to open their minds as well and realize what's important to the person next to them or to all of us this is this is all the symphony that is life you you were talking about this life is a symphony it's the movement of ideas it's the harmony of everyone around playing the same song, moving together in the same motion. It's the, it's the frequency. It's the vibration from point A to point B. It's, it's, it's that C chord and the movement of all of that, of that C that, that just from, you know, the whole chord. Can you hear the craziness back there in my uh, downstairs in my house? Could you hear it? My kids? <laughs> that is going to be the craziest C chord after. <laughs> <laughs> that's a like, that's a hard C. <laughs> that is a, a vibrating C chord. That is, that is a very robust C. Yes. <laughs> I'm listening to you and I'm listening to them. I'm like, is that happiness or is that anger? <laughs> I, I, I got to go over my thing. I, I made sure I put out all the fires before I did my show this morning. <laughs> I have four teenagers at the at home at, at now. Yep, we were just in lockdown for forty days. Ooh, Ooh. brutal, brutal. You couldn't go a thousand meters past your house. I was gonna say, dude. Like, uh, well, yeah, we've been we've been 
I've been locked in here with this craziness for about a year now. How are you finding yourself staying positive through this? Cause like, I don't know if your house sounds like, but like, that's like that craziness. That's just a tornado all day in my house. So positivity <laughs> yeah. is sometimes it's like, whoa, like Rook knows I have like my way is I've got to come up here. I come up here, I sit down and I just for a little yeah. bit. And it's like, so how do you do it? Well, you know, let's all face the reality that challenges were not lacking before COVID, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been dealing with people for years and myself for years, and I know all of us could admit, hey, life didn't just get hard when COVID hit. <laughs> yeah. We had people, we forget that we had thousands of people dying from addiction every year in America and from disease and from all sorts of crazy stuff. So, this has been an added thing where at the same time, you know, it's been a challenge, but like you said, it's kind of taking some of the options off of the table for us. So like sometimes we, I don't have to argue about my wife if we're going shopping at the mall anymore. (laughs) The the mall's closed down. I don't have to argue if we're going to the Caribbean or if we're going to go to the state park because there is no, no, no one's doing, you know, uh, know, I'm given drastic situations, but at the same time, let's face it for uh, financially and people with kids and, and people not being able to see their family, it is causing even the most stable people to, uh, you know, to have moments of losing it and real moments of despair. And, you know, I only think that it's easier for someone like me because just the insanity of road life and rock and roll for so many years is such a roller coaster ride that for us, normal living without events, we're we're not used to it. But kind of, you know, you know, this, so we're kind of, I'm a little bit more used to this of saying, I don't know what's going to be tomorrow. Cause that's kind of like being in a band and being on the road. You're like, mm-hmm. it's always so, but I have personally always been uh, many years searching my spirituality in prayer and meditation. I went and did some deeper techniques that I had needed to do to go deeper into the ocean, not to feel the thunder and the big waves and the storms. So I, for myself, have had to go into realizing, okay, let let me go deeper. Let me go deeper into that place of peace within myself to see if I can really control my thoughts with my eye closed and, and how much I can, if I can really taste that, that thing of being that is totally not connected to my mind or my ego or my body. It's just some, what, what is that? And how, how does it feel tasting that? And, and just fine. I've, I've learned that I've had to do it. I had for sure exposed to panic attacks. I for sure myself after struggling from a really bad 47 day COVID thing, I had to fight for months to get rid of the, 
the stuff in my body. I had a lot of the stuff afterwards that was really challenging. And, and I think, you know, I had to go through um, things of stress with the kids that what they're going through that it, I personally just said the only thing that worked for me was well, I've always been exercising, but now I, I do it twice a day. I try to break it up early in the morning. I go out and take that jog, that walk, those push-ups, and I do it, try to do it at night. So I go to bed relaxed because I think people are having trouble sleeping. So I think for me, exercise and meditation is what's been working for me, you know? You know, I, you were talking about Michigan. Uh, I grew up in Michigan and, and, you know, grew up on the lakes and stuff like that. And, you know, um, and this is just, you were just talking about stillness. And I remember when I was a kid, um, this is just a me thing. Um, but, you know, you'd hear all the boats on the lake and stuff like that. And everyone's going around and you got the social life of the lake and, and stuff like that. And, you know, when I was a kid, uh, I would dive into the water and I'd, I'd dive real, real deep. And the deeper you were going, the, the more the sound would change and then it would just go away. And then you're, you're, you're in this deep, dark water and you're just floating and, you're, and, and everything is just melted away. And there's something that it, it, you, can, you can relate that to what you were just talking about. When you dive deep and you, and you get rid of all the excess noise there's just something about that stillness. It allows you to focus on yourself. Um, and, you know, we have the chaos of our families and stuff like that. And, and that's part of, of that dive. But um, I think that when you, when you dive deep and you cancel out all the, the noise and you really, you get that, that weightless, you know, just floating with the currents, man. Um, it really just opens your mind up to, what's really going on and and who you are and and um it's i still do it to this day I, you know you really can't do it in a city pool or anything like that but um you know here in tennessee we have the rivers and and um i'm not going to tell everybody my place because it seems like everyone keeps finding it now <clears throat> but um there's a there's a river that i would go to and and you know you hear the rushing water and it's the cold mountain water and then you dive in and I would just get real deep in the water um, and, and the, the, you know, the currents going over me and I'm in this like whirlpool and um, there's just something about coming in contact with obviously nature, the, the rush of the cold water um, and canceling out the noise that is life. Yes. And giving yourself some focus on yourself and just being in that moment and just going with the current instead of it's trying to paddle against it. It's a requirement and you can't let people make you feel selfish for doing it either. Yes. Especially you can't make yourself feel like if I, if I just force myself to live in that craziness all day without giving myself a break, I would be a terrible person without, you wouldn't be able to live with me because I would constantly be up elevated. It, you have to get you in having those tools. Like you said, laser, now you're exercising twice a day, meditation, Rook getting out in nature, doing all that stuff. It's a requirement. I wish requirement. people stop a lot, like feel guilting themselves about taking care of what they need for themselves. Like video games is something I do to meditate because it's like, hey, I'm just gonna do this. Oh, yeah. No responsibility. There's nothing. Just play just for a little bit, and it helps. I use the UFC. Hey, <laughs> oh, yep. you see the uh, uh, Poirier uh, 
McGregor. Yeah. Fight. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I use a little bit, you know, football, a little bit of sports to keep for my, we all need our place where we have to keep balance and just to oh, have yeah. the brain. But like he was saying, you know, going deep into the river, that's the, in the meditation, you go deep. And what I would say is it's not that the noise of life goes away. I would say the noise that is not real life goes away and actually in that depth we're exposed to real being. And the trick is how to make that foundation stable where we like, I'll leave this room now, you guys will leave your room. And then you go into those pressure cooker situations where either people in the family each have their thing or whatever situation in life how do you the goal is how can we if we on a daily basis we enforce it we start building the gap so that our silence is not to just stay i always say it's an out of the world in the world we go into that place to see what real peace and living feels like and then we can stay there even in the middle of the noisiest most pressure cooked stressful situation we don't have to we can be we can witness those situations and relate to them we don't have to have them interfere with our inner silence mm. but that is not a yeah. quick fix that is not a <laughs> it's just like 12 step it's just like anything this is a daily thing that we have to slowly build that inner temple and that's the goal and you know we shouldn't feel bad i have a lot of people for years i've been speaking with them they get really upset whether it's their diet or it's their transformation spiritually if if they the people have been sold on quick fixes in our western society that you can fix things quickly and we know that the real true things a, it's not only can't be quick fixly, but it's only worth it when you really put the time in and the true things, they're built slowly, those real, those real buildings. So that's what I'm blessing everybody is to just take that time to build your inner peace. And then when you go to the storms, you can deal with it without having it overtake you. I'm not saying you don't have to feel emotion rejoice where people are rejoicing weep where people are weeping feel people but at the same time witness it from a a, um, a, a deep place witness witness it from a, from the bottom of the ocean you're seeing the storm but it's not it's not you're not getting blown with the waves you're seeing so it's like it's a very deep concept of, of awakening and being in a conscious headspace where, okay, now I'm feeling pressure. Why is it? Why, who, who is it feeling pressure? And why am I feeling pressure? Is it my ego? Is, what, is this situation really out of hand? Is this something? Did I make myself more angry than I have to? Okay, what's going to go on? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it, I, I, can, I can really what really kind of resonates with me is, you know, you're talking about building your, your spiritual temple daily. You know, I, I see a lot of people that will go to the religious institution just on a certain day. Like they go through their whole week 
and then they have one day that they use to just blah, you know, like they, to get that knowledge or to decompress or to find that meaning. And I think the answer is, is finding that time every day to build that, that spiritual temple. It's, it, you can't just lay a brick on a, on Sunday and expect it to be all built up. You, you, it, this has to be, you know, consistent work, diligence in, in finding truth and finding yourself, um, you know, I, I think that, and I've, I've talked about this before, you know, um, and I read it in a book is, is, are you a, you know, physical being on a spiritual path or a spiritual being on a physical path? And, 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 say it again. Are you a physical being on a spiritual path or a spirit? Ah, I liked it. And, and that Not really, like is, human it, being word, like, are you, are you human or are you being? Yes. Oh, I and, like that. Isn't that a, isn't that the journey? I mean, it, it's finding which one, and and then, you know, going from there. I I find myself, uh, you know, I, one thing I want to talk to you about is is you know we have so many labels that we put on us. You know, I I'm this, I'm that. I you know I'm a rugby player. I'm a military guy. I'm a musician. I'm Republican. I'm Democrat. I'm whatever. We put all yeah. these labels on ourselves and really at the end of the day, when Sean Rooker is no longer a physical being, those labels mean nothing because it was all about the journey and what I learned on that journey. And, and I, something that you said in one of your live feeds um, was, you know, we've all been journeying for a million years and here we are all together right now. And if you think about that as, as a, you are a spiritual being, being you, you've always been. And here, here the, in the journey of a million years, we've just found ourselves together right here, right now. And listening to the music, man. That's it. That's it. Beautiful. Uh, I love you know, speaking with you guys. I love hanging out with you guys. And uh, blessing all of the listeners. No one should ever give up and know that there's no challenge. If it's put on your plate, whether it's suicidal thoughts, whether it's addiction, whether it's financial stress, there, we, I can meet, we all know that we can bring plenty of people that have lost the game and won the game. And it's just about finding that deep place inside to surrender and not give up. And you will, if you really want the guidance and you want that window of freedom, no matter what the situation is, there's a window of freedom. And we bless everyone, whatever situation they're going through, that they should always be blessed to find that window to hang on, to have patience and uh, the light will be there. And, and that's, you know, your mission of receiving, you know, the light will always be there if you're willing to receive it. And, and, and we talk about, you know, you've talked about your journey. You know, I, it's, you, you do so much for people. Um, you, you're constantly always trying to be mindful of people's struggles and putting that in your music and trying to, trying to let people know they're not alone. And, um, you know, when you go back to it, it's, it's, just like you were saying in one of your songs, which is, you know, 
if you just open your eyes, because, you know, you said, uh, and it's in your, in your, in your song, the simple life. And you said, uh, the, you know, I'm just trying to embrace the miracles of creation that are staring us all in the face. And I think that a lot of us are, have been walking around blind our whole lives. You know, um, we, we've been walking around with our eyes closed and we've been listening to all this stuff. And the day, as you said in, in, in your, in one of your, in one of your videos, the day that I decide to find the truth, you know, open my eyes and really try to seek the truth, you know, what, what's going to happen? And it could be a scary journey, but it's, but that's the thing. I think that if you're, if you're, if the, the, a situation, a new situation does not make you nervous, it never will change your situation. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, yeah. I, that's, I like that. Damn. I don't want, that's why it makes me think like, I don't know, progress is a must. That's a, you have to like, you have to progress forward because if you're constantly looking back, that's why it was like, I don't want to make this like anything like there's no like, but like you can't keep looking back to, to, to progress your people. And you're like wondering why like things are getting worse and being like, well, I hope things stay great. It just, there's a statement I want to say I'm not going to, but it's like, no, you've got to turn your head and look forward. I just right. understand that. Sometimes we got to remember progress does not always mean mm. movement or outward energy it could mean that we have to just instead of looking outward we have to look inward that could also be the pro the progress each one situation is different it could be from thinking i have to accomplish to realizing who is the doer instead of always be thinking it's me to just give up that idea and yeah. to do that inward thing and that it really was you know uh, more humility to it so i always tell people yes but sometimes the best progression is to have no um wanting for progress or accomplishment just to be in the moment in a pure sense that also could be a huge progress Absolutely. because i think we're we, we we have a great country we have a great things accomplishments and a lot of that has come from this drive for achievement but with that we step on a lot of things and we step over each other sometimes and we have other th bad things that come from us so we have to know how to make that healthy progress come from a place of humility of understanding you know not always two steps forward is progress maybe i have to go back into myself to back to rethink and this little capsule we're having of this covid might be the real progress we're all needing to just stop and think about things and reanalyze before the gate floodgates open again let's hope you know what i'm saying I bless you guys all. Thank you for having me. Thank I hear, you, I hear things in the kitchen saying, "I got." <laughs> I, gotta go. I appreciate you. I started the concert three hours ago. So I got to go help out over there. Gotcha. Thank Blazer, you, Blazer. Thank you for thank you for being on the show. Uh, Love you guys. It's, a, it's an inspiring.